Welcome back again to the Eat Speed Podcast, the most delicious podcast of the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpot. And Steve Wilson. Episode 101, we've had restaurants, we've had fires in Guy Fieri, both, you know, coming to the Metroplex. Sort of an week. anagram, almost anagram. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to start with, with Guy Fieri. We're going to talk about uh, Texas Live and Guy Fieri and developments in Arlington. And we'll also talk about some of the barbecue changes. We have a couple of, uh, as one pit door opens, closes another opens for a couple of restaurants. So we'll have, uh, we'll have Arlington, barbecue, and then we will talk about some of the just plain restaurant news, some of the comings and goings and burnings this week. So, Robert, tell us about Texas Live, and we're ready for barbecue there, too. Texas Live, as you might know, is a uh, large uh, entertainment restaurant complex. It's going into um, right next to Globe Life Park in Arlington. There will also be a new um, uh, baseball stadium going in there in a couple of years. Uh, Texas Live is opening August 9th through 11th. Uh, having a big grand opening celebration August 9th through 11th. I'm told that all the restaurants that are there are supposed to open by that time. A lot of people ask you, what is it? Is it a big plaza with restaurants all around? Uh, it's, um, I've been there. I've done a hard hat tour, and it, yeah, that's what it feels like. It, it feels like a, a, a big plaza, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say food hall or food court. It feels bigger than that. Um, you're going to have um, Troy Aikman's Troy's, which is basically a restaurant and bar, and Aikman said it's, it's going to be pretty straightforward sports bar type food. Uh, Pudge Rodriguez's, uh, Pudge's Pizza. So you've got this celebrity aspect. We've known for probably a year and a half that Guy Vieri was going to be involved in this, but it was only um, this week that they announced what he's doing, which uh, is Guy's uh, taco joint. Which, which is really what everybody wanted was some star to come in and tell Texas how to have tacos. Right. It's, it's, uh, and the fact that that star is Guy Fieri has, um, at least in the uh, comments on the DFW.com Facebook page, has, um, to say that people are skeptical would be putting it nicely. Well, his Times Square uh, Grill restaurant was just roundly booed. Uh, but and now people are not giving Guy any kind of a chance. I mean, there is a chance he might actually do a good taco joint. Uh the tacos that he the, that that were described, um, which unfortunately I don't have right in front of me, but they they sounded fairly straightforward. There was like an achiote chicken taco. There was a, um, a barbacoa taco. It, it sounded like he was actually trying to be a little traditional uh, without going too outlandish. Um, but I have eaten. Um, he, I'm not sure if he still has a uh, hamburger stand in um, uh, what used to be Jexa. Energy Pavilion, and is now Dos Equis Pavilion, and everybody calls Starplex anyway. Um, it was a $14 burger that was not really that impressive. So I'm I'm a little skeptical that he's going to pull off tacos, especially when you have so many good taco places now, around what, town. Is, is Guy from Texas? I no, he's, he's from California. He's from California. But he, I, he, I know he does a lot of Texas-type stuff. I even had a sushi restaurant that had a kind of Texas thing to it. Yeah, he's... he's, um, he's He's gotten around, um, but he's, you know, he likes to experiment with different genres. He, you know, he does diners and drive-ins and dives, and he gets in, you know, he's very curious about food. Uh, he, you know, he drew a crowd uh, a few years ago when he was at Fred's Tef, uh, Texas Cafe in Fort Worth, um, which was featured on um, Triple D, as he says. So who's, who's his competition in Arlington? The best tacos in Arlington would be, there's a Torchies now in Champions Park. Right. Uh, tacos La Banqueta, maybe, for the street tacos. 
he's pretty close to an El Chico that a lot of old-time Arlington folks are going to say uh, is the crispy taco king. Yeah, I, I think you know that area a little more better than I do when it comes to tacos. There, there's also the, the big chains. You know, there's, uh, there's an on the border nearby. There's a Rio Mambo um, not far away. But, you know, you're right there by Globe Life Park. And if you don't want to eat at Globe Life Park, which has its own adventurous food, um, you're in this complex where you're going to be wanting to try a few things. Um, they're also going to have live entertainment. The Toadies are supposed to play um, uh, on the opening on the grand opening night for VIP. Uh, 1100 Springs is opening for the Toadies. They're a band from Dallas. Um, there will be live entertainment the next two nights, and there I'm already getting uh, releases about other bands playing there. And we'll remind for other tacos surrounding tacos, of course. The, the, the talked-about restaurant is Mariano's Hacienda because that's Mariano is who invented the frozen margarita. If you want to try the better version of the frozen margarita, Mariano's is where you go. And I can't, uh, you know, I can't help but recommend maybe if you're at Globe Life Park or, or, uh, or AT&T Stadium, just kind of go down Borough Park Way till you get to Abram and go to Bigotti's where they have all-you-can-eat enchiladas and tacos. And, and you, can, uh, you can load up there. It'll be much cheaper and Guy Fieri's, I'm sure. Now, Guy came before, and it, we really he really put Arlington on the map when he zeroed in on a burger place, and there's been some changes there. Talk about that. That was uh, Chop House Burgers, um, which at the time Guy Fieri did this, was run by Kenny, Mill, Kenny Mills, who uh, has since uh, sold the place and left. He is now managing Cooper's Meat Market, which is in the Sylvan, uh, 360, uh, Sylvan 30 uh, development in West Dallas. Um, we had been hearing that it was temporarily closed, and then there was a... Kitchen repairs. Yeah, kitchen repairs, and then um, I believe it was early this week, we got um, somebody was... Uh, well, but you went, went out there and actually saw it for yourself, that there were um, uh, lockout The landlord signs. put the note on the door saying... Yeah. You know, the landlord had told me that the rent was paid. They weren't concerned when the, the kitchen repairs, and apparently they reopened after the kitchen repairs. There are people, there are Yelp reviews... Uh, the week before it was closed, around the week of the fourth. So, uh, but then apparently, at some point, the landlord went out and tacked the note on the door. They were um, a runner-up twice in the DFW.com uh, burger battle. I know for sure it was 2011 because we debated during the hottest summer uh, on record and uh, we're outside. And uh, I believe it was, um, I believe it was 2013. They were also a runner-up. Was that the Chop House against Charlie's? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah Chop was, House. That was an epic battle. That was a momentic. That was a momentous burger battle, and, and we have these every two years. We have these burger brackets where we go out and eat burgers back to back, and and try to decide. And, and the, I mean, the Chop House Charlie's I remember was a five-four court, and uh, you know it, it was a it was a, a close call. I I found it to be um, at times fantastic. One of the best burgers I've I've been through four burger battles, and one of the best burgers I've had there. Uh, I've had during a burger battle was the Tin Pepper Burger at Chop House, but it could also be radically uneven. Uh, we had one round where um, it was it was actually one of the final rounds where yeah. a lot of judges were there, and some people loved their burgers, and some people were saying they were barely cooked. And, and, and it's gone. So mm-hmm. we should note that that this is not the same as Chop House Burger in downtown Fort Worth or Euless, and also not the same as Mercury Chop House. Yeah, that seemed to be the thing. They were kind of inconsistent. You know, right, basically, right. you could have the best burger, and then the next time over there, it's like either raw, wasn't cooked good. There's just something wrong with it. Steve, what do you make of this revolving door of barbecue restaurants? 
Um, I don't know. It's it's hot, so maybe <laughs> maybe it's something to do with that. Uh, People but, want to get out of the pit and into right, the other pit, or right? Something, yeah, because it's hot in those pits. You know, well, and, first, you know, first we heard that barbecue on the Brazos uh, had uh, had moved out of the Texaco Plaza and was going to be a, a trailer in Crescent, and uh, then we heard too that the smoke pit is closing and merging with Sammy's on Belknap. So I'll cover Crescent first, barbecue on the Brazos, which was Texas Monthly's top fifty restaurant and the highest rated restaurant on the Fort Worth side of the Metroplex for barbecue, uh, moved out of the Texaco Plaza and John Sanford says that he will put up his trailer right next door and sell barbecue and build a restaurant right next door to the, to the Texaco station. This is interesting because the Texaco station location now is leased to Rooster Bean, who's been on Man vs. Food, who has Rooster's Barbecue. He's been in Nashville for 10 years, then in Granbury for the last couple of years. He's got an agreement now to take over the old Crescent location. So, uh, Robert, it looks like we're going to have head-to-head barbecue. Yeah, I, I want to know, is the barbecue on the Brazos trailer, is it going to be on the side that's closer to Fort Worth or farther away from Fort Worth? Because Crescent is a bit of a drive to um, to get some good barbecue. So you think people won't go one one notch further down 370? I'm thinking it's further away, just a little bit. Yeah. I think it's just a little further I, away. I think people love that brisket at the uh, barbecue on the Brazos so much that they'll, they'll make the trip. And I think a lot of the locals really like it, too. Yeah. So I think they're all happy that it's going to be right you're right where it was before, just 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 a few feet over. And of course, and, Steve lives in Southwest Fort Worth, so it's not as much of a drive for him oh yeah, as so it is for me a, living out by Alliance Town Center. It's like an hour to get out there. The um, and of course, people in Crescent like Max's trailer too. There's another trailer there called Max's that people keep writing us about. But uh, you know, so this is the big change of barbecue on the Brazos building next door and a, a Tennessee restaurant that has the barbecue pitmasters lived here for a couple of years roosters going in the whole barbecue on the brass this will be kind of a barbecue showdown in crescent do you, do you know if he does texas style barbecue he does texas style barbecue uh-huh. he did texas style barbecue in nashville you can see reviews on nashville scene he um, he did texas style barbecue he does steaks so he'll be open nights doing steaks where barbecue brasses wasn't open he does steaks he does calf fries uh, and so he'll he'll do a very cowboyed up kind of restaurant in the texaco plaza so they'll uh, they'll go head to head, and he'll have most of the business at night after barbecue on the Brazos is sold out. Then. Yeah, yeah, I think that was one of the issues with them was that the he usually sells out by two. Right. Yeah, and so then they close down, and there's no longer a restaurant, and nobody's buying gas. Right. And, uh, he's so John runs barbecue and, and breakfast and lunch until he's sold out, and then Rooster will run lunch and dinner. We've we've talked about we've discussed uh, doing a. Uh, Battle of the barbecue, much like the battle of the burgers, but the burger battle uh, creates enough arguments. Uh, the barbecue battle would really get going. Well, now the other news is the Belknap barbecue, and it's not a battle; it's the Belknap barbecue combo because uh, you know the smoke pit, uh, which is this divey. I mean, what else can I say? Tavern-like uh, barbecue restaurant. It's just east of downtown, across the Belknap Bridge. It's been there since the '60s. It has low ceiling, neon beer signs all around crowd of beer drinkers, you know, any time of the day, um, you know, servers who call you hun, you know, it, it just, it, it is something, a total throwback out of the 1960s or 70s. And, and so it is real, it is having to close because that property will be redeveloped. And so the owner, Sam, uh, had bought Sammy's barbecue a few years ago when it came up for sale. And so he's been remodeling Sammy's slowly and he'll merge the smoke pit into Sammy's. Do either of you have any 
take on Riverside Barbecue? Um, Sammy's is the, this so this is a little further northeast on uh, Belknap. Right, right? it's at yeah. Belknap and Beach. Yeah, and um, um, I'm I'm just wondering if the uh, new Sammy's is going to have um, the charm as uh, you might have alluded to with a with smoke pit because uh, it, it was known for being a joint. Yeah, it was known for being a, a joint and a little bit of, of a uh, occasionally a little bit of a restaurant, depending how skimpy the bikinis were on the server. <laughs> But the, the Sammy's is going to capture some of that smoke pit spirit, but not, you know, you can't transport all that grease and smoke and character from the smoke pit up to Sammy's. Now, are they already closed? The smoke pit will is open for about three more weeks. You want to rush over there yeah, and I see. Yeah, I want to check this joint you out. Want to see <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. The smoke pit will be open two or three more weeks until Sammy's is ready to open. Mm -hmm. So then it'll all, at some point in, in August, everything in the specials, and the double-cut pork chop on Fridays will magically transform over to Sammy's. And there will be, you know, of course, Sammy's had a legacy all its own. It had a, a vinegary sauce instead of a thick sauce. It had, uh, you know, Sammy's had been around since the 50s. In the, in the real old days in Fort Worth, people argued over who had the better barbecue, Angelo's or Sammy's. That was the ultimate argument in Fort Worth. And those were both beer joints to start with, right? They were both, they were both beer joints. They're both places you'd have you know, one large and, mm -hmm. and uh, while the afternoon away. So, um, but the smoke pit is moving to Sammy's and that consolidates Riverside Barbecue. Yeah, I, I often drive by smoke pit on the way home and uh, we're talking about 5.36 in the afternoon and parking lot's always crowded. Oh, so that, I believe that crowd, and Sammy's isn't that far away, that crowd is going to follow. And I, they may have taken them down now. They've been dismantling a lot of it, but it used to strike me when you went in the smoke pit and they had license plates on the wall. You know, a lot of places in Texas have license plates on the wall. But about 30 of their license plates were state judge license plates. And so <laughs> you know, they have a lot of courthouse traffic that has gone to the smoke pit over the years. Well, we have uh, something else that's happening. There's so much breaking news this week. We've got some new restaurants, and then we've got some restaurants that uh, that have gone up in smoke lately. So, Robert, first, why don't you talk about some of the what's new and what's happening and what's funky downtown? Oh, well, there's Funky Town Donuts, um, which already had a location on uh, 8th Avenue. Um, um, the downtown location kind of is a little more special. I'm sorry. Kind of an extreme donut shop. Yeah, I would say extreme donut. There's a, one of the things they had at down, the downtown the other day was a Heim donut, which had a little bit of Heim brisket and some uh, barbecue sauce on it. They have a maple, maple bacon donut. They had um, a... Uh, Fruity Pebbles donut. Fruity Pebbles is showing up all over the place, so it's not that unusual. Um, brought in a dozen for um, work the other day, and we'll say these donuts are not cheap. Um, that dozen is about twenty-four dollars, um, but they were also very generous. They they gave us you know an extra donuts, a nice little baker's dozen. Went pretty fast. Um, the, the, the staff seemed to like it. Yeah, I had a um, strawberry donut. There, was there the Heim donut? Was that in there before? Bud and I stole it. Oh, okay. We, we split it to, <laughs> to check it out. Okay, I was wondering. I was going like, I just saw strawberry. And um, the, the downtown one is a little more special because it um, is also uh, has some beer on tap. And I think Bud knows a little more about that. Well, you know, this is the, um, the Funky Town Donuts and Drafts. And so they have the local... You know, several of the local brews on tap to go along with your donut choices. I didn't see anybody in their Sunday morning having a donut and a brew, but you can have them beginning at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Um, the uh, the line was long, and, and uh, you know, I'll tell you, I, I, I had been to the restaurant I ate, and I thought it was, I thought it was quirky and fun, but the donuts weren't that good. But the ones I had Sunday were very good. I think I think Funky Town Donuts 
has kind of gotten better too, and along with their their uh, trip downtown, and and also the the original Eighth Avenue location is still open. It's there behind the Starbucks at Eighth and in, in, uh, in Rosedale. And the downtown one is at Third uh, and Commerce. It's right across the street from Bass Hall. Yeah, they're, they do have. Are they kind of heavier donuts or? I, they're actually, they're large, but I didn't find them to be that heavy. Because I thought mine was a little, little dense, but it was yeah. almost almost. You a might have got one of the cake ones because they yeah. do, do do cakes. I just told them I I didn't select uh -huh. the assortment. I just said surprise me. Yeah, and, the, the yeast donuts are a little more heavy. Yeah. I think so. Um, and then there's a big opening in Keller. Uh, there is Boca 31, which uh, is a favorite Denton restaurant. Um, it is Latin street food. Uh, you can get tacos there. They're a little more on the small side, but uh, as most street tacos are. Uh, savory and sweet empanadas, um, some vegetarian food. The Keller one is in a strip shopping center. It does not quite have the charm of the Denton one, which is in an old house uh, east of downtown Denton. But uh, my wife in there went on Saturday, and uh, they had a nice crowd already. Uh, it's in the same, it's in uh, Kellertown Center, so it's um, very close to F&G Eats, which has uh, made a good run in Keller for almost five years now, I believe. Yeah, and finally, you know, people said a chef-driven concept wouldn't work, and they made it work. And if you live in Keller, you probably know it, um, Roof Snow and Bear Creek, Bear Creek Parkway, um, where there's the movie house and eatery. Uh, you, you probably, you've seen groundbreaking going up, and you're probably seeing buildings going up. That is going to be um, two things. Rush Bowls, which is um, really jumping on top of the bowl concept. And uh, they do, again, savory and sweet bowls. They're supposed to be um, more health conscious. Um, looking at my notes here to uh, see what they have here. Uh, originally in um, Boulder, Colorado, they have items uh, ranging from a power bowl, which has blueberry, raspberry, banana, oats, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, apple pie bowl, which app, which has apple, banana, cinnamon, <clears throat> optional fat-free frozen yogurt, uh, apple juice, vanilla soy, or fat-free milk. Um, there's more than a dozen other bowls on the menu. Uh, next to that is they going kind to, of like cereal bowls. Sort it's of? more it's it's the bowl concept. You know, Ukraine. if you go to like a taco a taco place, you have the option of getting a bowl, so mm -hmm. you don't have to have a tortilla, so it's a little lighter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that are offering bowl things, so you can avoid the carbs a little bit and just get the the the, um, um, the, the wrap without the the wrap or the burrito without the filling. So uh, I mean, without the without the the carb part, without yeah. the without the uh, tortilla. Okay. Um, next to that is going to be a location we just found this out yesterday of a Sunny Street Cafe, which is. Um, breakfast um, joint that already has locations in uh, far north Fort Worth and uh, Roanoke and I um, believe there's others that I, uh, elsewhere but it's a it seems to be on an expansion there's about plan. six weather uh, weather for yeah. I mean, you know Sunny Street Cafe is actually a nice little breakfast cafe and uh, we're awaiting it's been um, under construction for months in Old Town Keller um, station patio ice house which was Announced to come out last fall, and now it says coming soon, spring of um, 2018 on the sign. Well, spring of 20, 2018 is coming and gone. It looks pretty close to opening, but we've not been able to uh, nail down an opening date. It's going to be another um, nice patio place, um, beer and food place in Old Town Keller, which uh, you know, also has Brats and Rock and Keller Tavern. Um, has a, well, Old Town is, is kind of nice. They've done, uh, especially... Um, West of 377, they've done a lot of, they've got a little walkway that you can go through that connects the restaurants, and there's some nice sculptures there. Um, 
city of Keller has been a little aggressive with um, both uh, developing the Old Town area and the uh, Keller Town Hall area. You know, this is a good Keller roundup. There is a lot happening in Keller, a lot of new development. And, you know, Keller folks love to talk about food and restaurants. And so, you know, th this is a big deal for Keller to have all this. Keller uh, is, has been trapped in between South Lake and Fossil Creek for so long and has wanted to establish a restaurant identity of its own. I think it's finally getting there. I think there's some, some real activity. There, there's definitely, um, just in the past few years on um, Main Street, just south of Golden Triangle in Old Town, there's been a lot of activity, especially west of 377. But there's also east, it's a little harder to find because it's on a side street, is a location of Cafe Medi, a very good uh, Mediterranean restaurant. Cafe Medi's excellent. Steve, you ever go to Keller? Uh, I've Texas Blue, you know, I went oh, there yeah. a few times, but yeah. uh, are, are they still open? They're still open, but Stefan Rochelle, who was the executive mm -hmm. chef there, is no longer associated. I'm not sure who the executive is now. They they went through a couple who were fairly well-known. Stefan uh, was at Max's Wine Dive before, and then he went to Houston, and he came back to um, be the executive chef. And Keller. he's opening a new Arlington concept that we don't know about yet. Yeah, and... Um, Aaron Miller, uh, who was the most recent uh, the executive chef before um, Stefan, is now running the Wharf in Roanoke, a seafood and steak restaurant in Roanoke. And uh, that reminds me, when you mentioned our, um, uh, Arlington, Tipsy Oak. Oh, my gosh, we've got to talk about Tipsy Oak. Tipsy Oak is new and uh, in, the, uh, in the Urban Union District downtown. It was on the top of my list. Uh, you know, tip, Tipsy Oak is uh, uh, developed by uh, the... the uh, one of the guys who did the menu for Poor and Glory he used to work at Humperdinck's. You know, all the burgers look like they're going to be really good. All the salad sandwiches. It's this beautiful, you know, tree-lined patio restaurant that just looks like it's going to be like a woodshed for Arlington, like a real destination restaurant. Um, they, they, I've looked at their menu. They had me at Poutine Burger. <laughs> and I, I, we, we were talking the other day on the desk. You can't really take an attractive picture of a poutine burger. You can, it just doesn't look good. It's, it sounds better than it looks. But Some, Sometimes I'll, I'll you don't it. need an attractive picture. Sometimes you just need a, a picture that's going to make people go, wow. Uh, the, the challenge accepted. I'll, I'll go over there and see if I can get a picture of that. I think, I think the uh, fried bacon burger, uh, you know, at, at, uh, at Pouring Glory, they have the Thai fried bacon burger. Tipsy Oak has the Korean fried bacon burger. So. If, if you have not been to Pouring Glory, it's uh, a little off of Rosedale and Maine. It's about a block um, east of Maine and a block um, north of Rosedale. And it's, it's, a, it's a craft beer bar, but it's got really good burgers and tacos. It's, uh, I, f I feel like it's one of the most uh, underrated restaurants in town. But it's tiny, and Tipsy Oak is a big place. Yeah. Tipsy Oak will be, a big, it'll be a big destination for downtown Arlington. And now we had a couple of big fires. Stuff went up in flames. What the heck? First, first the IHOP on Loop 820 in Lake Worth. People were driving by, and then the report came in: small fire in the back. Don't worry. And all of a sudden, fire started shooting through the roof. And and uh, you know, somebody speculated maybe this was another publicity stunt. They were changing their name from IHOP to IHOP. International House of Fire. <laughs> And then uh, in Eagle Mountain Lake, there's been this restaurant for 30 years, this giant floating barge that opened as Lauderdale's on the lake. Uh, it's, it's a huge restaurant, like 14,000 square feet, two stories, mostly dance club. But, you know, I mean, people went for the burgers, the salads. People went. They had a, a going brunch buffet for a while. It had been boondocks for a few years. And there's no cause has been announced yet. Uh, you know, some of the Facebook buzzes that they were – the new operators, the Rock and S, were doing some remodeling, and that a, a welder's spark may have set it off. 
but for some reason that thing and since it's uh since it's a floating restaurant, they just let it burn down to the water line. Yeah, uh, you did a story on it, didn't you? Don't y'all have a video? Yeah, it was, it was pretty surprising. We have a video on our website right, at StarTelegram.com yeah. and right, DFW.com yeah. of the yeah, flames <laughs> leaping in the air. Right. If you want to see the fire, it was it was pretty impressive. It was getting shared a lot on social media. There were a lot. <clears throat> that, that place meant a, to, a lot to a lot of people living in the Eagle Mountain Lake area. Well, you know, the, the Eagle Mountain Lake community is very tight, close-knit, and the I learned about that first from the uh, from a Facebook group of Eagle Mountain Lake people, and they were posting pictures from Augie's Sunset Cafe across the lake of the flames. Said something's going on over at the old Boondocks, you know. And the uh, and then the the fire got closer, and the, the, there were more and more posts and videos. But this leaves you know flight on Eagle Mountain Lake, which was the old Harbor One, closed. This wasn't open, but now it's not going to be open. And uh, and then off uh, off the lake, the Eagle Mountain Tavern closed. So the dining choices on the lakefront now, uh, I think there are only a couple. I think the new Texas Pit Barbecue on Peden Road up at the north end of the lake is having a great year. They're open four nights a week, Wednesday, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then weekends for lunch. They're brand new, and they're just pushing the barbecue out because it's good barbecue with a beautiful view. And then Augie's, which is you know kind of overwhelmed. Augie's has been this little burger, catfish, dive um, place on the beach, and, and Augie's now is drawing all these big crowds, and they're they're kind of they've had to go to counter ordering to deal with the kind of crowds they're having because there's no place left to eat on the lake. And then off the lake, um, you know, people go to the Cajun restaurant up there. Um, Boo Rays. Yeah, that's right. So um, the the dining options have gotten to be pretty limited, but uh, you know the the lake community people. Uh, you know, are kind of missing their favorite haunts. But, but you know, it, in the um, Lake Worth itself, and I, I just... Lots I, of chains. Right. I, there are chains, but there are also some mom and pops or some uh, Italian places. And, uh, again, I, like, don't have the notes in front of me, to, you know, but there are little pockets of mom and pops. It's it's like out where I, I live, um, you know, near Town Center. It's tons of chains. But if you look, and you really don't have to look that hard, you're going to find um, mom-and-pop restaurants and independent uh, restaurants. Um, the chains will take care of themselves, but the mom-and-pops uh, are often more interesting and less crowded. Well, and, and also on Boat Club Road, they have a new location of the local Chewies, not the Austin Chewies, but the Adame family's Chewies that uh, is doing really well there, breakfast, lunch, and, and Tex-Mex combination plates that are Really cheap price points are a real important factor out there. Uh, anything else? Opening, closing, Steve? I don't don't know of anything. I, we've really covered a lot of stuff this time. Sushi, pokey, anything else <laughs> we haven't gotten around to? There, there is. A, I believe the right name of this restaurant is um, Spice Eight. I need to make sure of this, but it's another restaurant on North Tarrant Parkway. It is being described as an Indian Chipotle. Um, you go in, you or you. Order what kind of bread you want, or um, and what kind of filling. Um, I haven't been there yet, but uh, it's and it's actually kind of not that easy to spot. I've driven by the the place it's located a few times, and I don't see the signage. I think it might be around a corner or something. But um, and there there's a lot of activity uh, just along North Tarrant Parkway and, and North Tarrant itself. That have North tortillas and non both, or is it? I, I'd have to look at their their um, website to make sure, but I, I'm hoping that I can work from home on Friday and maybe check it out during lunch. I'm beginning to figure out that some of these restaurants, all that changes is the delivery method. The ingredients are becoming the same, 
whether they're delivered on a pizza crust or a flatbread, a tortilla, or a bowl, or a bowl. <laughs> that's right, or a bowl. And that, that all this is is becoming you know just ubiquitous across all the the platforms. We, we actually did a story a couple of years ago. Um, the DFW.com team, when there was more of a team, uh, did a story called the Chipotle effect, and we went out to restaurants. Um, Pizza Snob is a good example um, where, you know, you pick your ingredients as you go down a line and uh, you, you pick your base, you pick your ingredients. And um, there's there's burger restaurants doing this. There's um, Asian restaurants doing this. Um, there's, you know, there's, uh, it, I hate to call it the assembly line effect, but that's kind of what it is, you know. Guys, we're getting everybody hungry. So, you know, I think it's probably time to get out of here and, and go uh, Go test some new restaurants. So until next week, I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Kopach. And Steve Wilson.